Today on episode 444 of I Am Salt Lake podcast, we are joined by Angela H. Brown, the executive director at Craft Lake City. We got to talk about what changes they've made to keep the DIY festival alive and well this year. They're doing incredible things, and I'm personally super excited to check out their new virtual DIY festival this upcoming weekend. Hey, before we get into the conversation, though, we need to introduce ourselves. My name is Chris Hollifield. And my name is Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, if this is your first time listening to the podcast and you're asking yourself, what am I about to listen to? What is this podcast all about? Well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people in Salt Lake City. We talk to business owners, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. And what's really cool is August actually marks the eight-year anniversary for this podcast, August of 2012. Hard Isn't to believe. Cool. You you started this eight years ago. That is incredible. So, Who keeps up with something for eight whole years? So there's eight years of conversations. Yeah, eight years of awesome people. Almost 450 conversations, 444, 450 of conversations of badass people in Salt Lake City, Utah. I mean, we've talked to some really cool people. Mm -hmm. And And we're not slowing uh, down because Salt Lake City has amazing people and they just keep popping up. There's like all these talent everywhere. This whole this whole podcast has been such a fun journey for me. And yeah. uh, it's been fun to, to co-host it with you, Chrissy. And so might I urge you and I, we interviewed each other on a couple of recent episodes. Go we back and, and listen to those so you can hear yeah. kind of our recent story. Yeah, because we keep uh, changing too. And you, you guys know that it is so important that we need to support local businesses right now. So lucky for you, we have a list of awesome local businesses at supportsaltlake.com. These are businesses who support this podcast. We really have some great supporters, including Cash Premium Tailgate Equipment, Evolve Cabinets for your cabinetry needs, Modified Piercing, and more. The entire list of supporters is at supportsaltlake.com. All right. I feel like we need a drum roll. Here's that conversation that we had with Angela H. Brown from Craft Lake City, where we got to talk about the 12th annual Craft Lake City. It's happening here soon in a couple of days, guys. So pay attention here. So stoked that we got to chat with Angela. Enjoy the conversation. Let's get right into it, Angela. Let's talk right. This is the 12th annual Craft Lake City. It started 12 years ago, right? You haven't missed a year. It's gone nope. every, every year since uh, what 2008. Is that correct? 2009. 2009. Wow. Okay. So 2009. And you started, let, let's kind of talk about the progression. So you went from Gallivan to where did you go after Gallivan? I'll let you yeah, kind of. So we, we were at Gallivan for 10 years. And then after 10 years, you know, a lot had changed. I mean, when we first started the Craft Lake City DIY Festival, it was really in a time like now it was in a recession and essentially downtown Salt Lake City, if you remember, it was a ghost town. I mean, there, there was not the bustling, beautiful Main Street that we have today, um, although maybe not right this second because of COVID times. But, you know, um, there were hardly any um, you know, eateries or restaurants, bars on Main Street that were open, only just a few, let alone like local businesses. And so, you know, we really kind of feel like we were one of the catalysts to get people like coming back downtown again, which was so great. But of course, you know, over that 10 year time period, the city changed a lot. And so by the time that we um, exited the Gallivan Center, our festival had outgrown the plaza, but also, you know, um, the Gallivan Avenue, that street that we used to occupy also was full of tenants, which was fantastic. And it was a little bit difficult for them for obvious reasons to give up their street right in front of their business for three days, let alone like setup time and stuff like that. And so it was really kind of time for us to find a space that was large enough to house over 300 local artisans, two stages with over 50 performers, and of course, a Google Fiber STEM building. So we went out to the Utah State Fair Park last year, hosted our first year with ample space. I mean, that place is huge. (laughs) So, you know, plenty of room to grow. And then it's been kind of fun to transition this year to a new venue, which is virtualdiyfestival.com. And that was kind of out of necessity. That's what I, that, that's what I love about the whole virtual it's thing. Re- it's really. really forcing us to get creative, right? It's totally forcing us to get creative, um, whether we like it or not. And, you know, we can either embrace it and say, okay, you know, how can, how can we roll with this? 
or be really bummed out about it. And of course it goes through waves, you know, I mean, <laughs> I can't lie if I say I wasn't bummed out about it. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> At first. You know? Well, and, and I didn't mean, you know, any, anything bad, obviously about that, you know, cause obviously, you know, when, when challenging times, we need to think outside the bubble and think, oh, for think, sure. think ways, of that, you know, of not doing things. When you first heard, when you first found out, hey, I might have to cancel Craft Lake City this year, because I'm sure that thought popped in your head first, right? Like you thought maybe you would just have to cancel completely or did that thought ever enter your mind? You know, actually, Chris, it's uh, it's really funny because we never thought of canceling. Really? Like, no, no. Like, I guess that wasn't ever an option for us. Um, we just thought, how can we re-envision this? Um and how can we, you know, use this, like you were saying, as an opportunity to grow and get creative and just, um, I mean, for us, you know, really kind of get into the technology portion of our mission statement for Craft Lake City. So it was um, something that we, yeah, we never really thought about canceling. That's so impressive. The fact that you didn't even let it cross your mind that you were going to cancel this, that is a really, really interesting way to think. And it's, I think that's kind of what separates a lot of people from the people who actually get stuff done. And so like what, I mean, how did you kind of learn that? How does your brain work? What can we learn from you when we're like, when we come up against an obstacle, how can we feel like it's more of an opportunity? Well, thank you, Chrissy. What a huge compliment. It's so nice. It's true. That. <laughs> you know, yeah, I guess we, there are so many obstacles that we've had to overcome running this festival. I mean, and this organization, this nonprofit, I mean, for instance, we bootstrapped this organization for the first seven years, which meant that nobody, including myself, got paid. It was 100% volunteer run. And so I guess that's just one example of, of all, you, you know, just kind of like the perseverance and commitment that we kind of make when we're um, working with the organization. I mean, a lot of artisans or even attendees will remember that uh, torrential storm, that downpour that happened in 2014. Um, where we actually had to close the festival down early. And I remember and, you know, that. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. It was beautiful. You know, Friday evening, the weather was perfect. It was like 85 degrees. And, um, you know, one of my favorite things about producing a large-scale event like the DIY Festival is that moment when you've been working so hard, you know, a year's worth of prep and, you know, all of this physical labor, setting it up, and then doors open and there's kind of like this quiet that comes over the team because all of a sudden people are like streaming in and they're having a good time. They're laughing, they're supporting artisans, you know, they're buying like snow cones and, you know, kids are like frolicking in the kids area. And it's like, there's this, this just magic of people enjoying themselves. And so like, I, I had just had like a, a second to take a breath and kind of enjoy that and be like, yeah, like this is, this is what it's all about. This is one of the reasons why we do what we do. And then I got a text message on my phone that was an alert that came up. And then right after the alert came up on my text message, our security company radioed, radioed me on my radio. And they were like, yeah, in about you know five minutes, less than five minutes, we're going to get a, like a monsoon coming through here. And I looked up at the sky and it was just gorgeous. And I just started laughing. I was like, wow, really? And I was like, okay. So, you know, we got the team ready and sure enough, these you know, like biblical looking clouds just billowed in and opened up and just poured. And I mean, we were like scrambling, taking all the 2D artists with their paper products and like putting tarps over in their tents, you know, oh, man. Um, and they're, you know, we had this table category where um, artisans can just bring a table and save quite a bit of money. They don't have to bring like a canopy. And oh my goodness, those artisans, their product just got wet and ruined uh, ceramicists had you know breakables that were just flying left and right and uh so yeah we had to close the festival down you know like at 7 30 and we just opened at six o'clock and that was a bummer you know but but like but it also was so beautiful too because it gave us the chance to kind of come together as a staff um you know everyone's just working in the rain to help out the local community to help these artisans help them kind of like pick up their creative lives and pack them into a car and a lot of them stayed up all night long you know making and creating new artwork and they came out the next day and you know we made some social media posts and the word spread that you know we needed help and people came out and supported everyone at the festival and you know, so I, I feel like that's going to happen again this year that, you know, we've, we've had monsoons and torrential downpours. We've had other big obstacles too with funding and this and that. But uh, this year going virtual, I really believe people are going to come and check out what we have to offer. Let's talk about this. I mean, because this is actually, 
happening really just a few days away, really, depending on when somebody's yeah. listening to this. Uh, August 7th, 8th, and 9th. Say, say those dates again. You kind of <laughs> cut out on me. Yeah. yeah, August 7th, 8th, and 9th. August 7th, 8th, and 9th. Mm-hmm. And those were our original dates, too, that we were set to be at the Utah State Fair Park. And you had to magically figure out this entire new system We did, by the same fact, time. Yeah, we had this call today with our dev team. And it was so funny because our lead developer, Greg Bailey, he was, he was, you know, giving kudos to our team. Of course, who deserve it. And he was like, it's so funny to think that just a month ago, this was all still a dream. And it's true. Like, like even just a month ago, we were still trying to figure out how are we going to pull this off? You know, we had this big dream and like some ideas, but we weren't really quite sure how they were going to boil down or how we were going to accomplish those goals. But we just kind of like, kept working in stages, which we're still doing. And uh, yeah, we're, we're on some tight, tight deadlines right now, but we're, we're making them and things are coming together and they're gelling. Let's talk about this virtual experience because you and I were talking about it. Well, we were actually talking about it. We, we tried to record this podcast another time, full disclosure. So I got a couple of sneak peeks kind of into it. I want to talk about it again because it sounds amazing. I mean, there's stuff that's going to happen that I wouldn't even have guessed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so talk about this, Angela. What, what's, what's the virtual reality experience going to be like? In fact, do you guys want to try it? Do you guys want to see it? Uh, Ooh, like, yeah. like, 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 right this second. Like right this second. I yeah, can give you I mean, yeah. I don't know how will that work for audio. I guess we can kind of describe it you a can little describe bit. It. Yeah. yeah you okay. Can okay. 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 Cool. So, um, so how this has worked? So let me just describe what we're about to experience. So we have been spending like the past month putting together this virtual festival on an open source platform called Mozilla Hubs. And this, you know, this platform's only been around for less than a year. And so a lot of people are still experimenting with it. Of course, their team is still figuring out all the kinks. And, you know, our team had to learn it in just like a couple of days and become experts on it. And then what we had to do is then create these virtual gallery templates and turn them over to all of our exhibitors and turn them into experts in under two weeks. So we had to create tutorials. We had to, you know, video tutorials, instructions, and then, of course, do the best that we could to provide email support to them while they're learning how to essentially, you know, build their own virtual uh, VR, you know, virtual reality representation of themselves. So, you know, at this time, we would normally be kind of artisans would be you know, figuring out how to display their artwork in person, um, you know, maybe building a booth, some, some, you know, beautiful displays to put their work out on. And this year they're doing that, you know, in the computer um, with technology tools with actually this platform. I was just going to say, I, I love that you are giving artists this opportunity to be able to take their skills and apply them in a way that the world is moving forward because, they probably don't have the opportunity to get involved in computer stuff that often because they're busy making beautiful things. Yeah, it's really true. You know, there's all different types of artisans that participate, some that actually use computers all the time to create their beautiful, like, digital artwork and then make prints, and some that, yeah, never, ever touch the computer except for to answer emails. And so it's been so fun to see all the different levels of computer learning and computer literacy and to really help people kind of advance you know, push them to innovate as well. And, you know, again, back to our mission statement, I mean, Craft Lake City's mission is to educate, promote, and inspire local artisans while elevating the creative culture of the Utah arts community through science, technology, and art. And, you know, we've got um, the science and technology element of our mission is just really being flexed here. And we we kind of love that. And we're kind of, you know, really forcing everybody else to level up. Yeah, I was literally just going to say you leveled up hard. Like that is a huge, it's a huge change in in such a cool way. And thank you. Just listening to the fact that you guys did it so quickly is blowing my mind because I work in product design. And so this is like my daily life all the time. And it is so rare to see people work so effectively together and create something uh, quickly and effectively that works. You know, it's just I've got awesome. the best I've got, I've got the most incredible, dedicated, loving team that is so passionate about our mission and about the individuals that we impact. 
and, you know, about really our city and about our state and about, you know, making Utah the place that we want to live, right? About kind of making it progressive, you know, introducing elements and ideas to our residents here so we can all collectively, you know, become more progressive. So I love it. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Nope. Let's let's no. check out the, the stuff. Yeah, you were going to show us the you were going to give a t- tour, I guess, or something. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to put in the chat a link for us to go to. Okay. So, okay. So this is actually what we're going to do. I'm going to put a link in the chat and this is going to be the link to, let's say, uh, let's go to the Harmon's VIP room. So we're going to go to the Harmon's room and we're all going to meet up there. So I'm going to ask you guys to mute your microphones because the cool thing about this, this platform is it has conditional sound. You know, we really identified that one of the things that we kind of, you know, thought people were going to miss is that in-person interaction, you know, that ability to talk to one another and say, Hey, you know, I want to hear more about your product or tell me the story behind this piece that I'm about to buy, or, Hey, I've seen you, I follow you on Instagram. Like let's have a conversation and connect. And it's hard to do that if you're just looking at a static website, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so that's one of the great things about this is it provides the opportunity for us to chat um, as avatars in the space. But because we're already recording, let's. it's really important that we're just going to turn off our mics when we enter. And so we're going to meet in the Harmon's VIP lounge in avatar form. So I'm going to send you this link. You're going to click on it or copy and paste it in your browser either way. And you'll be prompted to choose an avatar, which, you know, choose your own avatar. And then we'll meet each other. And you're going to want to use the keyboard strokes W-A-S-D, also known as WASD, to, <laughs> um, you know, kind of navigate inside of there. You can also use your mouse or your arrow keys. You don't, you want us to figure out how to, tr- you want us to turn our microphones off, then you won't be able to hear us though, right? Well, we'll actually, because um, we're going to keep these mics on and just talk this way. So we're not going to talk inside the program. We're going to, we're going to, oh. we're still yeah, oh, so we're turn gonna off the mic inside better. the program. Okay. Like okay. I'm doing. Okay. 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 <laughs> so many microphones. I know. I know, right? <laughs> so we've we've actually been hosting team meetings inside of hubs and it's been really fun. So we'll like log into a Google video and then everyone will mute their microphones and then we'll meet in hubs in like a room that we're building and we'll chat through those microphones and kind of do some tests. But we're going to do it opposite. So we're going to mute our microphones when we go in hubs and okay. keep these things going. So, yeah. How does that sound? Sounds good. I like it. Okay, cool. Let's and then go. you guys can, like, you know, explain and talk about what you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then I'm going to post this link. Then you guys are going to choose your avatars. And we're going to meet inside on top of the T-bone steak. Ooh-hoo. Make go. There Have you heard of PEBT? PEBT, or Pandemic EBT, is a federal program to provide relief to families with school-aged children that were receiving free or reduced-priced meals on or before March 16th. If you're not enrolled in SNAP, formerly known as food stamps, you must apply to receive up to $308 per child. Enrollment starts on August 1st and ends August 31st, so you're going to need to jump on this right away. You can learn more at pebtutah.org or apply at jobs.utah.gov slash pebt. Look at this. Thank you, Nintendo. It's you. Yeah. This is like all of my Super Mario time. (laughs) is paying off it is can you tell like what we're inside of we're inside of Harmon's. yeah what, is that, but like what specifically well, the one downtown the one downtown uh-huh is it, it like, looks like it but, but like why are the there are all of these red bars around us mm-hmm. oh how do i turn around let's see this is pretty cool i uh, know oh, okay okay i'm trying to figure this out oh wait we're inside a basket we're in the shopping yeah. cart we're inside of a shopping basket. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! This is so cute. Do you I see it, babe? Uh, yeah, I'm in. Oh, I'm in. Sorry, I am a lot more excited about this than I Sorry, should be. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I'm like 
trying not to die. <laughs> this is so oh, yeah. awesome. And, and Chris, you're climbing up to VIP. You're going up to like a glass. Oh, am I not supposed to go up there? No, you are a VIP or you can totally go up there. <laughs> okay. I, well, I didn't know where. <laughs> oh, this is so yeah, cute. Go to the top. Should we go up to VIP? So um, this is like a glass menagerie that you can look down on everybody else in the shopping cart. Oh, it, says I, it says I took a photo. Did I take a photo? <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're actually going to have that functionality turned off. But you you probably took a photo of your avatar inside of the space um, that you can share on Twitter. That's cool. So is this, this is pretty much how people are going to get around then, right? Like, yeah, just- exactly. So for instance, you know, this is the Harmas experience. So it's, it's a little bit different than, of course, the artisans experience. But um, the artisans will have a general building lobby like this. This is kind of a lobby that will take us to other areas. Um, for instance, their virtual galleries. So you'll be taken to a lobby similar to this. And then um, you'll see an image that represents an individual with their name on it or their business name. You'll click on that and it will take you inside of the gallery that they have built. So explain this. I mean, obviously, so, so uh, for, for listeners, so when they go, they go to this virtual reality tour, I mean, the first time we were talking, I mean, we were even talking how you can run into friends and be like, oh my gosh, I, yeah. I mean, le- legitimately, because it's in real time. I mean, it's, it's other yeah. people that are going to be at Craft Lake City as well. It feels very similar to um, uh, anim- like Animal Crossing. Yeah, it is like Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's kind of like we're, everybody jump into the VR. Let's go hang out, run into each other, and and then like leave if we want. It's so cool. Yeah, it's gonna be so great. Well, and you know, it's really kind of whimsical too. Like I love this this specific experience because of all the giant food. <laughs> oh, dude, I know because it feels like you're in a dollhouse. <laughs> it really does. It's what we've always wanted to do when we were little. This is why we had dollhouses. <laughs> and now we actually get to do it in real life on the computer. And there's some kind of fun functionalities. We are going to leave this functionality in. Let me show you this one. But it's only going to be available for the artisans. So where they can actually appear in their gallery in video form. Can you guys see me? Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. So and then look like you can kind of move me around <gasps> my video. And like you can put me in a wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So you you can switch from avatar to video chat. You in the can, same spot, but only for the artisans. We're not. We're turning off that functionality for the public. So that makes sense. It's a lot to explain to to everyone. Because that's what I was wondering. Is so. Let's say I was an artisan. Say I had a booth. Like let's say, for example, um, I'm hand making some some art. I'm selling art. Okay. How would I display my art with this? I mean, am I going to take photos like how you just showed me with a video in that way people can see the actual print or how is that going to work? You know, that is a fantastic question, Chris. And essentially how the, you know, the point of sale will integrate into the virtual gallery is is kind of like this. So, so for instance, here in this Harmon's room, you can see that we've got, you know, some banners stating that we're Harmon's. Over there, you know, kind of across from the T-bone steak by the lobster and the celery, <laughs> you can see um, that there is actually, you know, we're going to be putting a video in there. Um, it's actually kind of already linked, but it doesn't go to the appropriate link. But you can see that it kind of shows open link when I mouse over it. Um, if you mouse over that area too, it will also show you open link. So we're going to be putting links into individuals' web stores. And so the idea is, is that if an individual is on their computer, they can have one window open and be browsing in this awesome VR experience and have another window open where they're shopping someone's web store. So you can literally look at the product in their web store and be talking with them with this conditional sound at the same time. I mean, this seems pretty easy. I mean, this seems a lot easier than I even thought it would be (laughs) moving around. I mean... Do you think this, I mean, because a lot of people haven't been using stuff like this. So I'm just wondering, are, are, do you think people are going to get overwhelmed? Or, I mean, it seems like it's pretty easy, pretty straightforward. You know, we feel like a lot of people will kind of pick it up and, and really enjoy it and kind yeah. of get excited by it and spend the time in it. We'll offer four hours a day where they can access these galleries. Of course, after those hours, we will turn them off and they can, they can shop the artisans through their artisan profiles. You know, when you kind of think of a virtual festival, most people think nowadays of just a website. And when we were uh, doing the researching, I mean, after we went to the board and said, hey, you know, I recommend that we need to pivot with a festival this year for the public safety. We need to, you know, not do this in public and look at doing a virtual festival. 
I mean, really that's what everyone thinks of is just like, okay, cool. Put up a website and put up links to all the artisans. And, you know, that's great, but we actually already do that. So in an in, in-person non-COVID year, we have those artisan profiles up. So for instance, if you wanted to go see, you know, an artisan that you visited at the DIY festival last year, at the Utah State Fair Park, you can just go to our website and peruse, you know, our artisan profiles and find them right away and connect with them on social or by email. And so we're going to be doing that as well on the site. So if for some reason this is a little intimidating by, you know, for individuals, they can still participate and still shop and support locals through the traditional method. So we're offering both. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Libsyn. Hey, are you thinking of starting a podcast? Do you have a buddy or maybe a coworker who's talking about starting a podcast? If you or someone you know, if you're in the process of starting a podcast and you're looking for the best podcast audio host out there, go check out Libsyn.com. Like I mentioned earlier in this episode, we just celebrated, well, we're celebrating the eight-year anniversary of I Am Salt Lake Podcast this month. Eight years ago, I signed up with Libsyn, and I could not be more happy with them. They have hosted I Am Salt Lake Podcast for eight years. They've made it super easy to set up. They've made it super easy for me to get this podcast routed to all the podcast players out there like Spotify and Apple Podcasts so I could have amazing distribution. I Am Salt Lake Podcast listeners pay attention because we created a promo code just for you because I told them that I have a lot of listeners that are looking to start podcasts. So we created a promo code just for you. That promo code is Salt Lake, all one word. You're going to get the rest of this month and all of next month of free podcast audio hosting at Libsyn.com. That is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N, L-I-B-S-Y-N, Libsyn.com. Again, the promo code is Salt Lake. You'll be supporting this podcast and you'll get yourself a free month of podcast audio hosting at the same time. It's a win-win, guys. Thank you so much, and many thanks to Libsyn for their support of this podcast. So you mentioned you're only going to allow people in there for four hours. Why Why a time limit? Why not just allow people for as long as they want? You know, it's really important to the organization, being a 501c3 nonprofit, also being an organization that's family-friendly, to make sure that this is a safe environment. And so we actually are accepting volunteer positions for individuals that want to be Craft Lake City ambassadors and essentially roam the galleries and just make sure that it is a safe space. You know, the internet can be kind of weird sometimes, and we want to make sure that, you know, everyone's having a safe and, and good time within this area. And if we open these hubs up after those hours, we just, you know, can't guarantee 24-7 monitoring. And also the artisans wouldn't be there. And, you know, we certainly don't want artisans to have to be in front of their computer for 12 hours a day. You know, a lot of us are already on Zoom calls, you know, (laughs) like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, screen fatigue is, is real, right? So we want people to just be able to really enjoy those four hours. And we want a crowd. We want, you know, we want to see this Harmon's uh, building just bustling full of 50 avatars or more, you know, people, avatars bumping into each other and having conversations and, um, you know, just really jumping over the avocado to get to the broccoli. In fact, actually, we do have a secret experience in this room with a link to a secret room that you can only get directions to. If you are part of the Harmon's VIP program, which is actually a ticket that we're selling, it's a way that the organization is fundraising because we're offering this for free. You know, um, I mentioned that um, earlier in the program that we were a 100% volunteer organization for the first seven years of our existence. And when we started to charge for the festival, that was when we were able to change that and compensate individuals, hire employees, pay myself and, you know, others. Uh, And this year, we're kind of going back to that format where it's free. Uh, we want people to come and check this out for free, but we also do need to fundraise so we can continue to be around for next year. And so we're, we're offering a VIP ticket for $60 and that gets you actually a Harman's box full of some incredible private label products that they manufacture and make um, sent to your door. And it gets you exclusive access to the festival an hour early before anybody else on a Friday. And then it gets you some other cool things like like this um, 
you know, really uh, scavenger hunt experience where you can find the secret room in here. We give you clues. And then once you find the secret room, you unlock really cool content, exclusive content that Hermes has put together. No kidding. That sounds cool. I know. That's really neat. Talk about you. I don't think we've talked about you're going to have music and you're going to have food. That's what blew me away when I found out you were going to have food, like a food truck. I was like, yeah. how are you going to have a virtual food truck? Explain this, how this is going to work, Angela. Yes. So we have um, some incredible food truck vendors. You know, normally in a non-COVID time, we'd have around 15 that would be at the festival throughout the three days because we'd switch, switch them out each day. And um, we have a, a, a few that are able to participate this year. And so what we're doing with them is we are asking them to provide secret menu items that you can only get during um, the festival weekend. We're posting where they're going to be. So they are, you know, we really um, didn't want to create an in-person food truck event during that time because we want people to, number one, be safe um, and, you know, social distance. But number two, we also want individuals to be on this platform. Um, However, with that being said, we have some food trucks that will be posted up at local businesses, uh, some local breweries, and also some other local establishment, local businesses, where we will be posting where they are and then having um, secret menu items kind of mentioned on the site, as well as videos about, you know, who is it that owns this food truck? What is their story? Let's learn about them and learn you know, why it's important to support local food providers. I like that because you can actually, because whenever you go to a food truck, you want to know that stuff about the person too. But it's not like they have time to sit and be like, oh, my dad started this 10 years ago and then I took over, you know. That, so yeah, I think like, that's kind of like a really neat twist on on a food truck experience. Thank you. Was there, I'm trying to think if we talked about the the food trucks, uh, but the music, you're going to have some bands playing. It, did it, is that what you were talking about one time? You're like actual local Salt Lake City bands playing somehow? You know it. In fact, in a non-COVID time, we would have the Slug Magazine stage and the 90.9 FM KRCL stage yeah. with over 50 performers, so not only local bands, but multicultural performers as well. And this year, of course, we are pivoting and turning it into a live experience. So we had, um, we contacted all these individuals that had originally you know, applied because our festival is an application process that have applied to perform in the in-person. And we contacted them and said, hey, of course, we're pivoting. Um, we're going um, virtual. Would you be interested in sending in a video? So we have videos from all of these performers that they're sending in, um, you know, they're going to the park and if they're a multicultural performer and recording themselves there, dancing outside, sending in their videos. We have, of course, a lot of local musicians that are either recording in their studios, social distance style, or maybe they're making like a fun, creative um, music video or art video to one of their pre-recorded tracks, or they're playing like a Zoom style where they're all at home and, you know, recording themselves um, collectively playing together. So we've got two hours each day on the KRCL stage. And we um, will be posting the times that those will be going live on our festival site, which our festival site is virtualdiyfestival.com. And that's where they would, so virtualdiyfestival.com is where they would go on the days of the festival to even just go check out the festival. They'd go in or there, they would set up their avatar and and go go do some shopping. That's the venue. The venue this year is virtualdiyfestival.com. And of course, you can go there right now and actually sign up to get sneak peeks about um, the festival. You can sign up and we have a pretty cool functionality where you can add the festival to your calendar. So we'll automatically populate the festival, you know, block it off in your schedule for the weekend, which I personally love. <laughs> that way, you know, you don't forget. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so check it out. There's also kind of some how-tos and some other information there. I'm curious, like, what? how are you guys going about STEM? That was one of my favorite things in the last few years going to the, uh, the DIY, DIY festival is like taking the kids into the Google STEM building and like really seeing all of this cool technology. Yes. So we still have the Google Fiber STEM building and we're so excited that, you know, we have such great partners, Google Fiber coming back to support us that really believed in us. I mean, we did not know what we were going to do and went to, you know, some of our larger partners like Google Fiber and Harmons and said, Hey, we're pivoting. We're not canceling the festival. Uh, and they still, you know, stood behind us and allocated their budgets toward us. And 
really believed in us. And so we have an incredible program for Google Fiber. Um, we've got around 16 different um, nonprofit organizations like SpyHop is coming back. They actually haven't been part of the festival for a few years. So we're pretty excited about that, as well as, you know, video game um, engineers that are show, showcasing their indie video games and some other fun stuff. Make Salt Lake, of course, is going to be there. So you will definitely not want to miss that. Very cool. That's I'm, awesome. I'm excited to I check it too. out. I'm excited to <laughs> And I wonder, I mean, I feel like we should invite our kids to come with us virtually and then yeah. they can show us how to use it. We'll be <laughs> like, hey, I'm trying to jump over the apple. Help me. Well, and then we also have Kid Row that's happening on Saturday, which that is our youth entrepreneurship program. So traditionally that happens in an in-person environment on Saturday for around four hours. So we've pared that down to two hours and that's going to be on Saturday again from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. So the rest of the festival will kind of close so we can really highlight uh, Kid Row. And we've got around... That's so exciting. I was so excited when I saw that you were doing a Kid Row. I just think giving the opportunity to young people to like push themselves, there's not a lot of chances right now because this is going to sound terrible, but because of like child labor laws, you know, it's hard for a kid to really develop a skill and push themselves. And so it's like, it just seems like a really great opportunity for people to support young people who are working hard and for young people who are working hard to be able to do it. And for them to learn those skills now, like, you know, how to do it yourself, how do you run a till, how do you, you know, get back exact change? Um, Of course, this will be virtual money, but, you know, the same principles. And so, of course, Kid Row will be in there with their parents. And of course, we'll have volunteer avatars kind of checking in and making sure everything's cool. And it's going to be such a fun environment. In fact, a lot of the kids actually built their own galleries this year, which we were so just floored by the talent there. I love it. I love it. Oh, cool. No, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited. I'm glad it all worked out for you. I mean, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there were, were, were times, uh, that you wanted to throw the talent. I mean, how do you keep motivated, Angela? How do you, how do you do this? Cause I mean, you're doing, you're doing all this stuff with Craft Lake City. Plus, I mean, you're doing slug and plus, I mean, I'm sure and you got other I things. I feel overwhelmed on. just listening to all the things that you're doing. I mean, <laughs> how, how do you keep your chin up? How do you keep that smile on your face? You know, I really do have a fantastic team. I would be nowhere without my team, without my Craftic City team or my Slug team. And, you know, without all of the individuals, I mean, you know, people that support us, like I am Salt Lake. I mean, have you guys having us here tonight, um, the volunteers that, that show up, um, that will be showing up virtually this year. And, you know, the, the people that attend and the artisans that believe in us, the sponsors that believe in us. I mean, really, it's, it's community. Community keeps me going online festivals let's let's just say online festivals do you have a piece of advice that you might give somebody especially since online festivals are going to become more popular do you have like any advice that you would give somebody who might be listening who might want to do an online festival yeah you know i the, the advice that i would like to give is the advice for any project which is the way that we work with Craftic city we have a uh, a slogan that we like to use you have it on a t-shirt that we wear a lot and it's we are dreamers it's part of actually like a series of slogans. We have like, we are dreamers, we are makers, we are entrepreneurs, we are artisans. And we actually have a Craft Lake City chant that goes, uh, we are builders, we are dreamers, we are Craft Lake City. And we say it during a festival time all the time to get us motivated when we've been working like a 14 hour day, um, you know, and it's it's so fun to just like yell that with a team. But we start off with this concept of just dreaming big. Like what is the coolest thing we can think of that we can do? And then from there, after we've like, you know, had a chance to get excited about the vision, then we boil it down to an action plan and and say, okay, can we do this? I don't know. Let's find out. And we try not to say no. We try to just, just follow leads. It's kind of like pulling a string on a sweater. (laughs) You start with one place and see where it ends up. And of course we have to pivot and the plans change sometimes. And sometimes it's really frustrating, but yeah, it's always satisfying in the end. And there's always something innovative and cool in the end. Very cool. I love that. That reminds me of the Ted talk that we were, I listened to earlier today and it was uh, called the, the super Mario effect, which is this whole thing is just reminding me of it. And that it's that you should just keep trying. You should keep doing it. And don't like, if you fall down the pit, that's okay. You just know, don't do it again next time. I mean, that's a very brief overview, but it's such a cool way to approach big things. It it makes it feel a little bit less overwhelming, maybe, where you're just like, okay, just this one time, I'll figure this one thing out, and then we'll move on. 
you know, step by step, day by day. I mean, I think a lot of us during these pandemic times are just taking one day at a time, right? And it's that same thing, but just project management style. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about these online workshops that you're doing as well at at, uh, craftlakecity.com. You've been doing these for a while with Craft Lake City, right? Well, not online. I guess they were in person. And then they just recently switched online. Talk about that. How? Yeah, it's crazy to think it's been like five months now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so five months ago, our in-person programming was was you know screeched to a halt, like everyone's. And uh, we do about four to five monthly workshops and yeah, throughout the community with different spaces, and that's also a big part of our revenue stream. So of course, when we were unable to do those, we thought, okay, how can we continue doing these? Um, It really was a great opportunity for us to actually look back at other uh, programming that we had dreamed up, but hadn't had a chance to really fulfill. And one of them was these online workshops. I mean, I think it was around 2014 when we first concepted, of course, inspired by other people that were doing it. Hey, we need to do graphicsy workshops online. And at the time, we just didn't have the opportunity, the resources, the funding and all of that or the bandwidth to just put it together. But we kind of planned it out and had really great ideas. So it was like, okay, we've already got this plan. Let's pick it up off the shelf and execute it. So we um, were able to release around four online workshops. We've got two more coming down the pipe. And then we partnered again with Google Fiber to produce some online education programs for kids. Because, of course, you both remember, especially as um, you know, having, having children being parents, that you know, the school system was widely disrupted. And of course, teachers had no clue what to do about curriculum. And we work with elementary educators and Title I schools to produce STEM nights um, during the fall and where we go in there and kind of produce like a mini Google Fiber experience for, um, you know, schools that really desperately need funding for for STEM education. And so uh, we got together with Google and just were like, okay, how can we help solve this problem? We know educators are overwhelmed. We know that they probably have no idea how to fulfill the STEM requirements for the state. So we put together six online free workshops that we farmed out to schools first, once one every week, using supplies that families already have at home. So they wouldn't have to go out and, of course, also you know spend any money. So those are really fun. And we've actually, now that those went through the school system, we've put them on our website for free. We are going to feature some of them in a Craft Lake City gallery in our STEM building so people can check them out as well. And those were, you know, about 10 minute free online workshops. No, because these are cool. And I wanted to emphasize how cool these are because especially as depending on when they, when people listen to this, we're going into the fall months and winter months and parents are looking for more things to keep their kids busy. And we can't put them outside for as ext- as long of a period of time as we could now. Well, because, you know, we're, we're trying to keep away. I mean, I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure this isn't going in away in a couple of weeks, this whole pandemic here, Angela. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to keep busy. We got to keep our kids busy. And this is right. great. We, we that. need that. We need that so much. Actually, one other thing I wanted to talk, make sure to talk again about, Angela, the first time we recorded, you were talking about these slug concerts that you did, which actually you just did your first one, right? If I'm not mistaken. How did that go? I want to talk about this because actually I I wanted to go, but it just didn't work out with with scheduling and stuff. But uh, talk talk about these concerts. You will have two more opportunities to go because it's so successful that we're doing another one in August and another one in September. And what this event is called is it's called the Slug Picnic. And essentially, it's a socially distanced opportunity for you to get together, have snacks and hang out with your friends um, or people that you've been quarantining with and watch some incredible local music. It was so fun. Yeah, we just hosted it actually uh, the night before last was the first one. And, and where are you putting these on at? Or are they different locations or is that yeah, top so, secret? So one of the things that what we're really excited to announce is, uh, you know, well, so, so Slug Magazine and Craft Lake City, I run both, both of them. One is a for-profit Slug Magazine and Craft Lake City is a nonprofit and I lead both teams. However, they are separate teams. And we are in the same headquarters currently, which we've been in our current space for like 15 years. Love it. But it's really expensive (laughs) and the price has gone up quite a bit over those 15 years. So we actively have been working on, you know, cutting costs. And originally where we were located, uh, where we are located now was an art space property years and years ago, which is a really cool um, nonprofit that, 
you know, creates housing and commercial spaces for creatives and for artists. And so they uh, were really excited to work with them and we're moving back to one of their properties. And that property is in the city center district. It's actually the same building where the Utah Arts Festival is. So that's kind of fun. So we're excited to be their friends there. And we have this front space that is right in front of this huge parking lot. And it's up on this dock, which is like a natural stage. And so when we signed the lease, which was just a couple of months ago, because um, we're preparing to move um, in fall, you know, I was like, wow, this would actually make a really great like stage for us to do like an impromptu show. And so we just started concepting it with the team because we normally do a uh, local band showcase once a month called Slug Magazine Localized that happens at the Urban Lounge. We interview two bands in the magazine, pair them up with a third up and coming act and pay them all, you know, a pretty good wage for local bands and provide a showcase for them. Um, however, you know, the Urban Lounge isn't able to do live music right now. And we have not been able to host our localized showcase since, uh, since February. So, uh, you know, we thought, hey, this is a great opportunity for us to still kind of kind of figure that out. So, so yeah, so it's actually in the parking lot of our new headquarters is the venue, That's which so is cool. two thirty south and five hundred west. That's so cool. That's actually like even more cool because it adds to the whole experience of it being like your thing. You huh. know, you're not just going to a random park. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, and it was so fun. It was fun to see people bring out their blankets and like their, you know, their chairs. And of course we marked off picnic spots for them that were socially distant and had all the PPP there. We actually made a fun, made it a fundraiser for Salt Lake, um, is it Salt Lake Mutual Aid, which is the local COVID foundation. And so we raised a couple hundred dollars for them through drawing tickets, um, through raffle tickets and uh, had a food truck there, had um, Balabe, which is actually an incredible food truck. They normally are with us at DIY Fest too, and had just two local artisans on display and to kind of bring out the artisans again too, but again, socially distant style, keeping the event small and intimate. And, um, you know, the way that we're kind of concepting this is, you know, of course, around health department regulations. And so keeping it under a hundred people total, even though it's a pretty, pretty big space that where there's, there's tons of of room for everyone to be safe. And of course, masks, you know, masks are required. Yeah. What's, what's the best way for people to follow all of your adventures? Like all these things that you're doing, is there a spot that people can go a social media that really keeps updates going so that people can know when things are happening and where to go to them? Yeah. Thanks for asking. You can follow my personal, which is uh, the real Angela, (laughs) or, um, or you can also follow, of course, at slug mag, at Craft Lake City. Awesome. There's a few uh, Salt Lake City related questions that we have to ask here yeah. to Angela. Uh, they're, they're fun ones. I, I enjoy asking these because I get great uh, suggestions from people through here. I, so, I love hearing your guests answer them too. <laughs> they're fun. They are. Uh, if we have family and friends, you know, they visit town, they come check out Salt Lake and they're like, show us around. Show me around, Angela. Take me, take me on the Angela tour. Where do you take them to if you have an afternoon? Like, um, are you talking about like free activities or well, yeah. should we say pre-COVID? Yeah, pre-COVID. pre-COVID. Like, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you have family come and you're like, oh, I got to take them on this drive through the mountains or there's a certain building you want to show them or there's an area of Salt Lake, maybe the Great Salt Lake or a hike. or They can't leave before they experience yeah, it. I don't know if there's one or two things that Angela makes sure is that she has to show people. Well, one of my favorite places, of course, is the Gilgal Gardens, which have you both been there? Of course. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Right? It is right. a good time. It is. It's just, um, I mean, how would you describe that for people that have never been? Weird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's I, I would describe it as absolutely phenomenal. It's just, a, it's this guy built, he carved rock sculptures in his backyard that are very ornate and, and like, what, what's the, what's the word? What's the type of art that it feels it's not real. No, now you're going too deep. Dang here, it. If it feels like real life, that type of art, I can't think of the type of art it is though. Surrealism. You know, you know, what's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it feels surreal. like real life surrealism. Oh, I was just gonna say, we've talked to so many people on the podcast and they would talk about as being a kid and hopping the fence to Gilgal gardens before it was even open to the public. And they would just talk about hopping the fence and playing in there. And we actually recently had a, had a girl on or a lady on, uh, that it was her her grandfather. That was her grandfather that that made uh, 
Wow. Did the yeah. Garden. So her grandfather and cousin did that, did that all. Whoa. Wow. He was the stonemason that put that all together. That's so yeah, cool. So, it's so yeah. Just, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a trip. I mean, it's, it's a quick visit. It know, is. 10 but minutes or something. I, I don't know, man. I could really get into, I could just sit there and read a book like yeah. by the stack of books that he carved, you know? Me too. I've definitely like, cool hung out there for a while and just like read all the weird scriptures and stuff in there. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> it super is. I want to do, I want to really talk about it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about any favorite local eating spots? Do you have uh, one or two favorites? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I have so many favorites. I mean, you know, Takashi definitely is my favorite, hands down. Um, that's where you're going to find me my birthday, my wedding anniversary, my husband's birthday. Yeah. We're definitely going to throw down at Takashi, but um, you know, there's actually a really cool new restaurant that I've only had the opportunity to eat there once before COVID. And that was, um, is it known? N-O-H-M that is in the central ninth district. It's where, um, oh, what was that? It was where it's kind of like, it's right by um, Water Witch and it's where Meditrina used to be, which is also was a really good restaurant. They were kind of like a, like a tapas bar, but this is, this is Japanese style. Um, they do just really awesome kind of like street food style stuff. It's good. Hmm. That sounds like right up Chrissy's alley. Oh man, that sounds right up my alley. Is there anything that you would change about Salt Lake City if you could obviously pre-COVID? And if there's not anything you would change, that's fine too. Yes, there are lots of things I would change. In fact, you know, I like to think that the work that we're doing with our teams is creating positive change in Salt Lake City. But, you know, kind of, I guess, to answer that question in a really simplistic way, one of the things that I would change if I could would be the price of public transportation. It is way too expensive. If it yes. could just come down and be close. I mean, for instance, we used to go to South, South by Southwest in Austin for years. Our slug team used to go down as a team. It was so fun. And the bus fare down there is 50 cents. And everybody takes the bus because it's so affordable. It runs late. And, you know, we really need to see that happen in our state. We need to see the bus fare go down. We need to see the tracks fare go down. And we need to see, um, you know, the airport lines go past 10 p.m. <laughs> in downtown, like at least to last call. I know. It would be really great. A lot of people have also mentioned that on this show. <laughs> Hint whoever's in charge. Somebody fix it. I don't know who to go to. You know, Angela, it's it's always uh, it's always fun to have you on the podcast. Anybody from from uh, from your team to have them on the podcast, but especially you. Uh, and I didn't even mention. I'm and we'll mention in the intro how the the first episode, uh, the first time you were on was way back in uh, 2013, episode 83. So I'll put that link uh, so people can go listen to that as well with at iamsaltlake.com uh, with yeah. this episode. <laughs> Um, that was so cool. What, and I came over to your apartment in the avenues. Oh yeah. That was such a <laughs> tiny apartment. That was, that was, <laughs> was such awesome. a small little apartment. That was, that was, yeah, that was right when I was going through my divorce. I get to hear all the stories so. about this tiny studio apartment <laughs> and everybody coming over to record in it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was funny. It kept me busy. I like it. I like it. The podcast I, I, I say you've leveled up since then, Chris. Oh, well, he has you. like at least two bedrooms now. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything, I mean, as we kind of wrap this show up, was there anything you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't talk about? Or let's give any website addresses, any promotions, talk about Craft Lake City that's going to be happening here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, let's let's talk about all of it real quick. Let's do it. You know, it'd be really great if, if um, we'd love to see you in avatar form at the 12th annual Craft Lake City DOI Festival virtual style. So please attend. It's going to be August 7th, 8th, and 9th. And you can go to virtualdiyfestival.com to get all the details. And, you know, please consider for going um, a cappuccino or a coffee or um, any other small purchase and donating to Craft Lake City that week. We'd love your support. And if they want to donate, they could do that. Anytime. Where can they do that? At, at craftlakecity.com. Yeah, they can do it at craftlakecity.com. They can do it at virtualdiyfestival.com. Yeah. So uh, we'd love to have every dollar counts. Very cool. <laughs> I love that. Chrissy has a final question. Yes. I'm going to let her ask you. Thank you again for coming and doing the podcast. And uh, you're going to have an amazing festival this year. I can already feel it. So. Thank you. Oh, I'm going. It's going to be fun. Go ahead, Chrissy. I guarantee it. Okay. Before I ask you your question, though, I just want to thank you from me 
coming on here. I You have such an inspirational and contagious energy and creativity that is just, I can see why your team loves working hard with you. So thank you for that. And I have kind of a little girl crush on you. So also that too. Uh, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, I, I would like you to leave a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by with our listeners to hopefully continue to inspire them. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for asking, Chrissy. And thank you for saying all those awesome, heartfelt word words. That was really cool. I really appreciate that. They're true. They're and, true. And I actually just really quickly before I offer some advice, I would just like to say that it's been so cool to see I Am Salt Lake as a podcast innovate and grow over the years, you know, since I was on back in episode 86 or whatever that was. And a lot of that innovation has really been having you part of the program. So I think oh, you've added so much, you. really, um, you know, taken I Am Salt Lake to, to the next level. And really, it's so cool to see you support Chris and you guys do this together. Oh, thank you. He's, he's my, he's my anchor. <laughs> he's a good dude. <laughs> oh, I'm blushing over here, you guys. <laughs> yeah, so much. Oh, man, I have so many idioms that I say. And there's so, uh, so much life advice that I think I just kind of spew at my team all the time. Um, but something that, I, that I've that i said for years that I just love actually is it's an old punk rock saying and it's from a Canadian punk rock band called DOA. And it's actually like a song that they sing and they, I think they've made some t-shirts that say it too, but it's talk minus action equals zero. And I like to just think about that sometimes because, you know, we can have all these incredible ideas. Um, we can talk the talk, but if we don't walk the walk, if we don't take action, then they only stay as ideas or stay as concepts and they never become a reality and they can never create that change that we're looking to create that positive change and, you know, really making the city and the state, the place that we want to live, you know, let's, let's invest in where we live and make it the best that we possibly can and inspire others to, you know, stand up and, and find something that they're passionate about and share it with their community. Like what you guys are doing here. So cool. Thank you again to Angela H. Brown for joining us on this episode of the podcast. I really, really love chatting with her. She really has inspired me. And, you know, I haven't ever met her in person. I'm so glad she was willing to talk with us. And I just I feel so excited to keep creating after having that conversation with her and excited to check everything out. So if you guys want to follow up and check out any of the resources that we talked about or learn more about Angela, you can always go to IamSaltLake.com slash 444. And on that link, IamSaltLake.com slash 444 is a link to become a Patreon supporter. You can become a Patreon supporter and uh, support this podcast because believe it or not, it takes a lot to support a podcast. Uh, and then the first of the month, we, you know, we go down the list and we give some thanks to our awesome supporters, right? We're we got, truly grateful. We go, yeah, we are. Shoot, I'm grateful. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got, first of all, this is a little bit different of a list that I'm going to be reading this way. Usually I read it one way. This is going to be a different way. Uh, Mark Copeland, Nick Naylor, Brett A. Schmidt. Todd Bjorkland, Tim Haran, Michelle Stevens-Williams, Nicole Davison, uh, Margaret over at Dirt in Your Skirt podcast, Christopher A. Heiser, Brandon Hill, Alex Santi, Jay Chambers, Sana, John Miller, Brittany Hemingway, Eric Tamaro, Three Irons SLC and Nikki Line, our good friend over Nikki Line over in New Zealand. What a great group of Patreon supporters. I mean, seriously, we, uh, without our sponsors at uh, supportsaltlake.com and our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash Lake. That's what keeps this podcast going eight it years, is. Chrissy. Like I said, eight years, August 2012. That's also my eight-year anniversary of podcasting. Yeah. And eight years without supporting an awesome community like you've built is impossible. We couldn't do it without our I Am Salt Lake community. So nope. thank you, guys. Uh, weekly recommendations, though. Let's do it. I'm going to let you it. go first, Chrissy, because I love your, your weekly recommendation. I Okay. I'm actually really excited because I've been wanting to buy this for a long time. And when I finally bought it... I found out it is made right here in Utah. So my recommendation is the Chirp. I don't know what it's called, like, but a, it's a back wheel. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's what a it roller, is. a back roller. 
Uh, so it's called the Chirp Wheel. You go gochirp.com is the website. And it's C-H-C-H-I-R-P. Chirp. Chirp. Yeah. Oh. Chirp. Like a bird. I don't know. Yeah, like I a bird. Know. Just I want to make sure people go understand what chirp. we're saying. Not Chirp, like a Sherpa. Chirp, like Man, a bird. this thing got my back all nice. I had this, I've always had this knot in, on my one side and it got it right out. It's, oh, they're so nice. We got the three pack, the big one, medium and small, and they do different muscle groups. And uh, you should go check it out. It's just, I feel like it's one of the best things we've done for ourselves. It's I part agree. Of our I agree room. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> My recommendation, I'm actually going to change it from what I wrote here on this paper, Chrissy. Oh, so snap. you do not know what I'm going to recommend. I'm actually going to recommend a neti pot and you're going to laugh here on this because I've actually never used a neti pot until like what, yesterday when you got this? Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've seen them. I mean, shoot, I used to work at a health food store in Pennsylvania People would buy them there, but I didn't know really what they were for. And well, I, they look like weird tea cows, yeah, and, and I, you know? And I never really thought I had sinus problems, and I don't think yeah. I really did until the last couple of years. But holy cow, if you're listening and you deal with any sort of sinus problems or allergies, go grab a neti pot. Yeah, holy like cow. Pain, pain behind your eyes, headaches, you know, especially behind your eyes and sinuses. Ooh, it's so great. All right. Before we leave today, we have to mention our website. Of course, IamSaltLake.com. This is where you can dig through the entire back catalog. All the episodes are right up there. You can listen to them. You can share them with your family and friends. Uh, there's links up there to subscribe, to get in touch with us, to connect with us. IamSaltLake.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, other than that, you guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local. And we're going to see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy. <laughs>